Oh, come on. We can't beat this fucking giddy. I've been drinking. I have an excuse. I'm going to do the rest Stop. of the episode no, you're not. this voice. You hurt your voice so bad last time. No, you're not. I did not. It just made me cough like I vape. <laughs> you're not doing that the whole time. Welcome to Cinema Roulette. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that was my voice giving up. <laughs> he was waiting for it. Uh, <clears throat> good job. Good job. <clears throat> wow, my voice hurts for some reason. I Gee, I happened. wonder fucking why. <laughs> why do we do the opening joke first before the spoiler warning? It just makes I editing way more complicated. Oh, no, I have to select this and then drag it after Dude, it's so oh, much no. harder. Oh, man, it takes an extra five goddamn seconds. Yeah, but for your editing time, that's like two days. <laughs> it doesn't take me two days to do that. Warning, we are about to spoil the entirety of Black Lagoon, Roberta's Blood Trail. If you haven't seen it and plan on watching it, please click away now. But if you have seen it and don't care or just don't care, then please stick around. You want to try that one yeah, more time? Yeah, I fucked up. Keep it going. Yeah. <laughs> try that again. No, fucked up. Just keep going. God go damn it, Johnson! Hello, everybody, no. and... That was not on purpose. <laughs> that was just bad timing. Nice, okay. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cinema Roulette. On today's episode, we are tackling the last arc of the Black Lagoon anime, Roberta's Blood Trail. Unless you're Larabox, that ends a Black Lagoon movie. I guess so. Two hours, 48 minutes. I'll count it. Yeah, it is close. To, I mean, I mean, you could watch Lawrence of Arabia in that time or Ben-Hur. Yeah, but why would you when you can watch Black Lagoon reverse blood Exactly. Trail? Not saying it was a bad movie. I fucking love Lawrence of Arabia and Ben-Hur. But it's Roberta's blood trail. <laughs> It's reverse blood trail, which I think after this viewing, we look we look at a bit lower than we previously did. Yeah, and I think that was mostly thanks to Mini Maid, right? Yeah, Mini Maid kind of. Well, we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll ex we will explain. But first, I think I'll let you do the synopsis again. Oh. I'm so good at these. I know. I should get paid for this, but not <laughs> enough people watch for us to make any money off this. Uh. Well, anyway. So, okay, we need to catch up with Roberta real quick, because that's how this uh, arc opens. Turns out, Roberta went back to her life as a maid. And then some stupid fucking Americans decided to kill her master. He was assassinated. I don't think we ever get a reason for why he was assassinated. No, for some reason, the CIA wanted him dead. Um, 
it's never fully explained the reasons why, but they just want to just go with Cold War. I guess. Cold War reasons. Yeah. Well, then again, it's in the 90s. We find it's in 95. Well, the Cold War. When did the Cold War really end? Like the early 90s? When or? we tore down the wall. Whenever we so that was that. like, I think, 89, 90, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's when the Cold War ended. But yeah, I, I think the CIA. I forget were... when we stopped fucking over <laughs> Latin America. I don't know if we ever stopped over fucking over Latin America. Hey, hey we did. We're not stepping in now. Okay, hold on. This is getting too political. <laughs> <laughs> we need to just move on from that right uh, now. <laughs> it, oh, if I get started on that. I'm We're not, I'm, I'm going to cut you off. We're not getting started on the topic. <laughs> let's, just, let's just say Justin took a Latin American history class and is and just loves talking about it. Oh, the shit we did to them is a topic for another time, which we'll probably won't cover ever in a video <laughs> if you get a chance do actually take a latin american yeah. history class it's very interesting it's eye-opening mexico least. has some funny origins i'm not going to lie <laughs> oh that story's hilarious then again the story for another time and for a completely different podcast yes. anyway <laughs> so roberta's master gets vantage pointed yep just boom and Roberta takes it very well. I'm kidding. She wants to murder everyone. Yeah, needless to say, this sets her off again, and she decides to go on a murderous rampage against everybody. <laughs> well, she's going to go up against... Well, okay, hold on. She wants to find the people who did, who are part of the CIA, aka would, it, would get the U.S. military involved. However, those soldiers are hiding out in Rowanaper, which could attract the United States to Rowanaper, and then that ruins everyone else's day. Yup. And also, Roberta has kind of gone a bit more Terminator than before. Like, mix the Terminator with the vampire twins from last season, and you get a, at least half of how crazy she fucking is in this arc. She just goes batshit insane, and it's scary... And it's glorious because not only is she just filled with hatred and revenge and just hopped up on, you know, anger and adrenaline. She's and also a whole bottle of pills. She's also hopped up on countless drugs and has just lost it mentally. She's just gone, basically. <laughs> yeah, basically any sins from her past are now haunting her. She's chewing pills like they're fucking Tic Tacs and downing them with alcohol, which probably doesn't help. Yeah. But how does the Lagoon Company come into this? Well, they're surprisingly not hired by any of the main factions trying to get Roberta or the Americans out of the sea. But it turns out the young master and a new maid called Mini Maid come in and they're like, Hey, Rock, can you help us out? You're usually good at this sort of thing, right? Yeah, they could. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. But due to the events of last season, because it takes about, I want to estimate about two to three months after the events of the Japanese arc. Yeah. Because at the end of uh, the OVA, there is a flower field. So that kind of hints that it might be springtime, I'd say. Yeah. So I'm thinking late March might be when this it's, takes place. It's been a couple months. Yeah. It's been a couple of months. And, you know, Rock feels a bit down that anytime he's tried to save someone, they fucking die. Yeah, he's pretty much only been able to save um, Roberta and uh, Garcia Lovelace, basically. are the only two he's yep. basically been able to save. Everyone else has been a horrible failure, so he kind of takes this personally. It kind of psychologically scars them. So when 
uh, Garcia and Minnie Maid come in and uh, try it's to... like you can help us and then everyone first off let's not get involved with the US military second off Rock are you okay yeah he kind of gets flashbacks and because at the end of Black Lagoon I think I don't I forget if we mentioned this or not Balalaika just sent him a card as a memoir and a fuck you basically it's like here's a picture of the Yakuza girl um, but also I put an X over it because she's fucking dead because we got her fuck you yeah basically uh, and so like he's looking at them and he's he's like can you please help us they're begging him and he just sees red x's over their faces because he's just afraid he's just gonna he's just afraid i'm gonna just get them killed if i do this basically and also uh i'm not sure if we talked about this enough in the season two thing uh-huh but revy also when um uh, I forget what what was the Japanese girl's name. Do you remember? Yukio. Yukio, thank you. I knew it was common in anime, but yeah. my brain just flatlined. Because in Persona Four, uh, there's a girl named Yukiko, but hers is Yukio. Well, I was thinking of Future Diary with Yukio. Oh, is there Yukio and Future? Oh yeah, you. Oh no, that's Yuno and. You know, but I always fu- messed up her yeah. name and thought it was Yukio. You know Gazai, yeah. <laughs> no, because the main character in that is named Yuki, so I thought yeah. Yukio and I confused their name. Anyway, I got you. That's I a got different you. topic. I got you. But um, when Yukio killed herself, uh, I I could say spoilers, but we've already talked about this. If you're assuming, we're not going to talk about the rest of the series in this. There's a spoiler this. Well, warning you, at I... the beginning of the episode. We're fine. Yeah, <laughs> this is your own fault. I'm sorry. Uh, but while she was killing herself, Revy told Rock to look away, clearly knowing this would fuck him up, and he did, and it fucked him up. Surprise. Yeah, it's a pretty heart heart wrenching scene when she just pulls the sword against her throat, and Revy's like, "Rock, don't look, don't look," and he just stares, not even looking away as she stabs the fucking sword. She shoves a whole katana through her throat, which is honestly impressive. Yeah, she takes it and she stabs it, and it's like up to the hilt, basically, is where her throat is, and the entire thing's just sticking out the back of her fucking throat. And that's before she hits the ground, too, so she died all the way through before dying, which I give a 9 out of (laughs) 10. But anyway, so Rock is kind of fucked in the head. But he takes the job anyway, wanting to save at least one person. Yeah. And so now he was hired by Garcia to find Roberta. Revy tags along because she won't admit it, but, you know, has some feelings for him. Except she did admit it in in the last season. We'll We'll get to that. We'll get to why that's such bullshit. Oh, my God. That makes me so angry. Anyway. But uh, Revy also calls up Chinglish, which she has Spoopy and Wizard with her, and it turns into kind of a kind of a big ass war between the Colombians, Roberta, the uh, Rock's gang, because it's not exactly a lagoon company. No, it's just Rock, Revy, and Edda. I think right. Edda. Well, Edda it just kind of gives Rock supplies. She oh, doesn't ever no, get yeah, in a yeah, fight. No, it's Rock, Revy, Chinglish, Wizard, and Spooky. Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's yeah. It's it's a it's a it's between the Americans and uh, the Russians show up later. Hotel Moscow. Yeah. Russians, Hotel Moscow. It's the same people. I know it is, but Hotel Moscow sounds cooler. It does. 
but Balalaika can't hurt me, so I'm going to make fun of you. Them. Want it? You you, you Balalaika can't hurt the you. fucking voice actress yeah. comes to my house and fucking strangles me. Right? <laughs> Throws you. Oh, that'd be rad if she, if the voice actress was as strong as Balalaika. Yeah, I'd be. Picks you up. I'd be kind of happy. She just picks you up, throws you on the table like she did rock on the car. So I'm sorry. Fucking suplexes yeah. me out of my house. I'm sorry. What were you saying? <laughs> sorry. Hold on. I'm writing my fan fiction right now. Anyway. <laughs> uh... Okay. So Roberta goes on a fucking met at a as killing spree. Rock has a huge Joker set up that, that plans everything that happened. Because he turns this whole thing into a game. Uh, the Americans eventually catch up. They don't all get murdered by Roberta. The Russians help the Americans get out of town while also trying to show their own strength so that way Americans don't come back to um, yeah. Roanaper. They help them escape, but they also flex on them saying, yo, we'll do this to you. <laughs> yo, we're not even... This isn't even my final four. Exactly. <laughs> And then, uh, and then just something easily gloss over in a big final fight where Roberta uses a musket as a harpoon gun. It's so uh, fucking cool. <laughs> it's so cool. <laughs> Rock uses some blanks and trickery to make, make uh, the young master, a.k.a. Garcia, shoot the per person that Roberta was wanting to kill. And then getting Garcia shot technically by Roberta, which kind of snaps her out of this whole crazy thing. Mm -hmm. And then everyone kind of gets out okay, except for the multiple soldiers who were killed. Yeah. And also Roberta is missing an arm. And I think, was she missing a leg as well? I, well, she stood up at the end, but I'm not. No, she had prosthetic leg. So yeah, yeah she, she was missing leg. One. But she was missing an arm, and then her other arm had, like, three or four fingers. Or had missing fingers, yeah. which just, ew. She gets fucked up, man. I, I'm not saying ew because she was missing fingers, but, like, the way she dangling off by just a thin piece of skin, she just shakes her yeah. hand, they fly away. There's a moment where she just flicks it off, and they just break off the skin and go into the jungle somewhere, where they presumably still are. Um. <laughs> well, no, something probably ate them. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> uh... And Rock claims victory, but also then kind of puts himself down by not winning somehow. <laughs> I don't get his logic at I the end. I don't either. <laughs> and then it ends, and that was the arc. Also, something I forgot to mention. Um, I don't know if I'll cut this out or not, but you know how I joked that like Rock was starting to sound like Light at the end, where he's like, yes, everything's falling into plan. Uh-huh. The guy who voices Rock also voices Light Yagami. <laughs> oh, that's great. I looked that up and I was like, oh my god, I was joking. <laughs> so that's two Sweet weird deaths. Cameron, death I did watch Death yeah. Note. So there's two weird connections now, because the guy voices Benny, voices Ryuk, and Rock voices Light. <laughs> and Benny actually gives him a bunch of advice in this one. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> Uh, keep that in. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, All right. <laughs> man, that that's basically the simplified version of the arc. Yeah. Uh, should we start with the good <laughs> or the bad? I. Because th mm. if we start with the bad, then we can end on the good. 
Yeah, I think we should start with the bad. And like, I think we just before that, we should preface this, preface it. This is still a great arc. This is still super awesome and highly entertaining. <laughs> yeah, it's honestly a really good adrenaline rush, too. This is some of because this came out. I think we looked up. It was four years after the show. Yeah. And clearly the animation got a increase in the budget. It's freaking awesome. Because Madhouse animation is just. Mwah. Oh, they're so fucking good. Yeah. This is still a great arc. It's still in the top five, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say top five. But it has some glaring problems, including what is probably the worst scene in all of Black Lagoon. Um, but for first, uh, that all that character development we were really banging on about for the last two seasons, it kind of takes a dive here. See, the thing is, Rock gets really good character development, but he does as well. I like it, and also I feel the show backpedals on it. It does at the end, yes, because yeah. Rock does kind of go into, like, because they always said, like, in the last show, oh, he's still in the Twilight or something. He does kind of go over the edge here and starts playing chess with people's games and kind of getting this... Sick... Chess with people's games? You mean chess Sorry. with people's chess lives? Chess with people's lives, yes. That's exactly what I meant. And he's getting some kind of, like, sick thrill out of it. So he's kind of going over. But at the end... The show kind of backpells and says, oh, yep, yeah, yeah, you're still in the twilight for now. Yeah, like Revy says something where it's like, you almost lost it this time. It's like, no, he completely he lost it. He went over the edge. Let's, yeah, let's be honest here. Um, but yeah, Rock does, it, even though it backpells a bit, I still feel like, I still felt it was fun and very rewarding to see Rock kind of go over the edge. Because in the actual show, you never see him do that. Like, they, it was hinting at Well, the most you get is in the japan arc but yeah. it isn't too far no like it was always hinting that rock might someday go over the edge and here we see that and that was very rewarding for me because like when i first watched the anime i didn't know if there was going to be like some big reveal at the end like i kept thinking like when i because first time completely blind watching this i was like what is he at some point going to like throw on the hawaiian shirt revy gave him and start shooting people it's like no he kind of stays there that would have been so fucking corny that would have been corny as fuck but but no he kind of stays the same ish throughout the show but he does grow a bit but here we do see him go over the edge in his own kind of way because he said in the uh ending arc of the actual series he's like you know we all have our hobbies he's like you know yours is starting wars some people's is dying in a gutter mine is uh um playing with people's lives for a hobby or something well, i forget what exactly he says but <laughs> no trying to save people trying that to save people that's his hobby or something and we kind of we kind of see that, that more sick in this, fucking so. hobby. yeah it, it, exactly but yeah we do see that more and that was very interesting to me so it was still i still felt rock got some really good development um everyone else though Besides some well, Benny also gets some good development, like he actually gets a good couple of scenes. Yeah, Benny gets some good scenes and we see obviously Garcia grow as a person. We see how much older he is and wiser and stuff like that. But he's not much wiser. <laughs> he's not much wiser. He's older and we see like he, he's kind of taken some on some more responsibility. But besides that, everyone else just kind of takes a backseat, including Revy. Which is unfortunate because clearly they wanted to do something with her, but either ran out of time or couldn't just couldn't incorporate it into it. Yeah, I I have not gone far enough in the manga to read Roberta's blood trail, but a part of me really feels that there was either an arc between this 
or the arc was longer and they just didn't fit in because there's a lot of things that just go kind of nowhere with Revy or even some backpedaling where we just recover something we've already done before. Yeah, there's a lot of recovering and that's that's the biggest detriment to this arc, honestly. Especially the one scene, <sighs> the worst scene. So we hinted about this in the last review we did of season two. Um, let's talk about the scene with Minnie Maid and Revy. Okay, well, first, a little recap on what happened in season two. There was, um, it was after uh, Rock's almost death by Balalaika's hands in the parking garage, where Revy is sitting back at the park bench near Rock's home with Rock and is tell and is telling him that she did look up to him and saw him as like a hope that she could get out of this sort of life. Yeah, Balalaika calls her out on it and she straight up admits it kind of without even kind of saying it because she's like, yeah, she goes like, I see what you're saying, sis. Now, can you just put him down? So she doesn't deny it. Basically. Yeah. And then at the park, she's even like, I, I almost forgot who. Uh, I almost forgot the life I used to have. I can't remember the entire quote, but yeah. she's basically saying, I almost thought I could, but this is a reminder. I never can. Yeah, because that's the whole point. It's subtly said in the series that like her, the reason she's so attracted to rock is because she's hoping that like that's some sense of normality that she might be able to go back to that life. But, and it's kind of hinted at that, but they just kind of, straight up say it in the series. It's kind of ruined, honestly. Well, here, Minnie Maid, a person who has known Revy for, I think at this point, four days, three days. If that, how many, didn't it take place? It did take place in like two days. How long was this arc exactly? There was the day they met that passed. Because did there that was... pass after the big fight at night? Was that when it passed? I want to say three or four days. It's been three or four days. Yeah, that's it. That's all Minnie Maid's known Revy for. <laughs> yeah. And Minnie Maid all of a sudden just goes, hmm, I get it. And then blatantly <laughs> says all of this. And Revy acts like she, first off, doesn't admit it. And then goes and pouts for a bit and then realizes Minnie Maid is right. Which is just like, we, we covered this. Yeah, we went over this in the series, and it was much, much better done and much more subtly done. <laughs> yeah, she just bluntly says, like, oh, oh, what are you going to do? Go have a flower shop in South America? You'd never do that with him. You're stuck in this life. It's like, we, we did this. She openly accepted this, and it was in a much calmer fashion. Yeah. And that's two layers right there, but there's another layer which kind of adds to the stupidity is this is Minnie Maid saying this. She's known her for four days. It's like, if it, I think we said if it was Rock calling her out on that, that would have made sense. But no, this is... Yeah, or or maybe, I don't know, Balalaika doing yeah. it. But oh, no. wait, again, we've done this. Exactly. But... <laughs> Any point this out was also worse is uh, we find out Minnie Maid's backstory of she lived in, like, the worst part of Brazil. 
in a part completely covered in crime. Yet she acts high and mighty because she had a good family. Yeah, her family was the one good family and all the terrible stuff. And, you know, she's like, oh, I've been around these people. That's why I trained and know these awesome moves. And that's um, that's I've seen people like you, even though earlier in a scene when Revy kills somebody, she's like, why would you do this? That's so terrible. Uh didn't you just... Didn't I just you... realized something even worse, actually. <laughs> well, something even more annoying. Huh. Rock, Rock heard some of Revy's backstory, like she, in the Nazi arc back in season one. Yeah. She explains her childhood and how she came to this sort of life. Mm -hmm. And Rock, a person who has nothing to do with that sort of lifestyle, someone who has lived the most normal of lives understands her yeah but Minnie maid who apparently lived a similar life just with better parents doesn't get her and says they're complete you're a completely different person you're an asshole for acting like this didn't you say like, later on in the arc you saw people like this you aren't used to this kind of violence going up there <sighs> yeah make up your goddamn mind yeah, and, and she, Minnie Maid's whole motivations and backstory is easily the weakest part of this whole thing. Because it, like, I, I just, it felt to me that whenever there was, like, a lazy writing thing or they needed someone to react, like, they were used, oh, I grew up in this tough neighborhood and as an excuse or something. It just felt like more of an excuse than an actual backstory. <laughs> than an actual trait yes. or anything. Oh, I grew up in this tough neighborhood. That's why I do this stupid bullshit because we couldn't figure out something else, you know. Also, I've never killed anyone, even though I'm able to dual wield shotguns, flip around. Even though I'm able to dual wield shotguns, flip around, and I had no problem stabbing a man in the balls. <laughs> yeah, she was fine with that. You know, never. I'm on my high horse. You're just a rabid dog. Exactly. You. It's so stupid. <laughs> Oh, and then, you know, even though Rock's plan put Garcia in danger, uh -huh. she comes up and is like, you fucking asshole. It's, it worked. Yeah. Barely anyone important died. You're alive. Roberta is, you know, fucked up, but alive. You're alive. You're, you and Garcia are both unarmed. And I, there I... isn't a war in Rowanapur with the Americans. Exactly. I think Rock did his yeah. job. Exactly. She comes up and shoots him with the blank. He's like, wow, you fucking asshole. I hope you never see him. I ever, never, ever see you again. And I remember you just went, um, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. You're just welcome for everyone, you know, getting out alive. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you hired me to do. Right. And I did it. <laughs> oh no, Garcia took a non-lethal bullet. Boo fucking Boo -hoo. who. He's bruised in his stomach or wherever he got shot. Boo who. No, Roberta shot him with a real round. Uh-huh. But it wasn't lethal. He's fine. Yeah. <laughs> He's not dead. And I, I would say that's a win situation there. I mean, I understand calling him, you know, an asshole, yeah. but it'd be like, I hope I never see you again and not saying thanks. Fuck you. Yeah, actually. So... Yeah, because the yeah. writing does take a just a bit of a nosedive at the end. <laughs> yeah, there's just a real dive here, and... 
it just almost felt rushed. Like, I think you're right. It almost felt like they want to do something more, but either A, didn't have the budget, or B, didn't have the allotted amount of episodes to do what they wanted to do. Yeah. And there is something good that comes out of this. Mm-hmm. Of, um, we see... a Well, okay, I shouldn't say good. <laughs> we got to see more of Revy's backstory... And it is honestly fucking horrifying in a way. Uh, I, I will say that. Tri- uh, same trigger warnings that were said in the uh, vampire, vampire yeah. arc, vampire kids arc. I'd like to point that out in case anyone needs to skip ahead. So number here, twenty nine oh two. We'll talk. This one should be a lot shorter than the vampire <sighs> yeah. kids. But we do see, well, Revy get abused by her parents. We see the cops literally just look at her, laugh, and then take her to a prison, beat on her, and then rape her, basically. Mm-hmm. Until she snaps and murders her father. Yeah, she murders her father. Po- probably the police officer, too, that did that. But Yeah, yeah but hopefully. <laughs> fucking pig but yeah oh my god that i i remember that in vivid detail and i remember you said you forgot about that but i i well i remembered it showed the flashback i forgot about the police officer part no i i never forgot that that's so fucked up and i feel like if they did main maids dialogue better like, I understand her slightly bragging about, like, I was also in this horrible situation, mm-hmm. but I made it out fine. Why are you such a... Why did you have to take everything like this or that? And then that bringing up memory of her childhood. That makes some sense to me. Yes. But since May Made was Rin, like, such a bitch. Yeah, for and... real. <laughs> And honestly, just bringing this up for almost no real compelled reason, mm. it just felt kind of pointless. Yeah, it felt pointless, and it just it it just didn't feel natural, and it, it's it's so out of place, just for the fact that the rest of the series is so well written in that regards like it's it's held to such a high standard that just that kind of lazy writing just feels like kind of a slap in the face a little bit i really do hope we get another season or an ova because i know the manga has gone on longer and i'd like to see these characters again and see them done with these voice actors yeah so hopefully to kind of fix what we the real downfalls of this arc Mm mm-hmm and again, but there was. Oh, oh sorry. I, you were I was going to segue into talking about good stuff. I'll let you, you do that. I'll talking. let you do that. Nope. Go on. <laughs> but that's not to say there isn't good. There isn't some good here, aka eighty percent of it. Yeah, the arc more than makes up for the lazy writing in the the action, the animation, and just the execution of the setup of the plot is great. <laughs> yeah, this. In a blunt way, uh, how we talked in season two of how the vampire arc, the, oh, what do we call it? The madhouse arc, I'll call it. Mm-hmm. 
how those were like how dark the show gets, how uplifting it gets. That comes to a head here because the comedy is super on point, but the serious moments, besides the parts with Minnie Maid, are really well done. Yes. Yeah, the ba- really fucked at times. Yeah, the the balance again for the most part, the balance between serious and humorous is done fantastically. <laughs> hmm, Wizard that- Wizard yeah. comes back, which is always an amazing thing. <laughs> Actually, when Revy calls up Chinglish, you see Spoopy and Wizard playing a video game together, <laughs> which is them playing a shoom up side scroller where the main character is Revy, which is very confusing <laughs> in my brain, and I don't want to think about it. I just think it's adorable him and Spooky play there, and they're like them bobbing their heads in sync and everything. It was adorable. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's funny too because whenever like they're in a big group, like they have their posse or whatever they you want to call it, Rock's posse. Whenever they're like mm-hmm. talking and they're like they're like just standing there, a wizard's always in the background just posing. <laughs> Yeah, doing a fucking JoJo pose. Just because he doesn't smoke. Yeah, every time you see him, he's just posing. <laughs> yeah, wizard is such a fun cliche. <laughs> and we get the the one of my favorite wizard, probably the best wizard line is just, "Hey, wouldn't that make for a really cool entrance?" <laughs> yeah, because they're thinking of how to finally attack the American. And the wizard just pops in and points at a big balcony and goes, "Wouldn't that make?" really cool entrance. They do like the anime shing and he like pushes up his glasses or something. It's yeah. great. Uh, or when he uh, saves Minnie Maid from getting yeah. shot up, up <laughs> and then just after his long monologue Spoopy comes in and chops them all with a chainsaw. Yeah, you see this long monologue like my my gun is like a spirit of justice or something and it, it seeks out in the blah 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 and Spooky just comes with a chainsaw and just fucks them all up. <laughs> great and the blood is so i think madhouse did do helsing ultimate i'm not 100 percent. i'm on pretty sure they did too but yeah th- this this feels very helsing ultimate in a lot of the action scenes the blood is especially oh, helsing yeah. ultimate just that very vibrant and fountain-esque yeah. blood oh it's glorious <laughs> it's fucking just, awesome <laughs> every action scene is just Oh, it's a gorehound's dream. It's honestly fabulous. Oof. <laughs> like uh, when Rapper first attacks the Americans, she's using a 50 count <laughs> with a grenade launcher attached on the bomb. And you see some of the soldiers just get hit and they turn into paste. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's like she hits them and they're just, you just see a, like a blink thing of red and they're just gone. And all that's there is like their hats or something flying off. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like half a second, boom, head is yeah. gone. And mind you, she's using a 50 cal with a grenade launcher, and she's one-arming the fucking thing. One-arming <laughs> it, no scope on it. It's just so cool. Oh, it's cool. It's so stupid, and it would never happen in real life, but God damn it, it is cool. <laughs> and Roberta's insanity in this oh. is so... It's so creepy, but so fun in a way it's really fucked at points 
Um, like, because the thing is, though, I, I have to give major props to the English voice actress. She really conveyed, like, Revy's insanity so well. And, you like, mean Roberta's? Roberta. Roberta's insanity so well, and just switching between crazy Roberta and, like, something else was just fantastically done. Like, she's talking, like, all crazy, but then, like, just, I noticed when I was too much going crazy, she's like, her voice starts cracking like this, and then she just goes crazy, and it's creepy. But some of the creepiest moments were when like she's going through all this fucked up shit like killing people and being all creepy and shit and then like she sees Roberta or she sees Minnie Maid and she just switches mentally like she's back at the uh the, the mansion or whatever and she's like oh hello there I think I saw the young master there you might attend to it and just keeps walking it's just so creepy <laughs> yeah it zooms in on her face and she still has the big wholesome eyes but is drenched in blood yeah it's just... and... sorry go on no i'll let you go no i i i really didn't have anything sorry go on i insist no i i i i'm letting you do it because you had something and i didn't okay uh probably my favorite moment of her and sandy is garcia catches up with her and one soldier did recognize who roberta was and tries to get her to come back yeah, he, like, tries and to recruit her. And also tries to fuck her. Yeah. But, uh, Roberta shoots him with a belt gun after, uh, tricking him to step back so she can take off her pants. Which, this entire time, Garcia is hearing this and is horrified. Yeah. Oh, uh, I, I don't know, I find that hilarious of her, her just, like, her and the guy talking about this fucking gross-ass, gory, gory scene in a really horny manner. It's, it, it's, I, yeah, it's like, it's so ridiculous, you kind of can't help but laugh at it. It was probably intended to have just a bit of dark humor edge to it. But, yeah, yeah. she's just like, oh, the smell of blood and dead bodies makes me want to fuck or something and licks <laughs> her lips. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. But, yeah, he's... She's like, take off my pants. And he's like, I'm not falling for that. You do it. And has a belt gun, which is real, by the <laughs> yeah. way. The Nazis actually had it, but there were only a few made. But since a Nazi U-boat was close to Rowanaper, it could be assumed that she bought it from a pawn shop. Anyway, that's a very... I look too much I look too <laughs> much into this. I wanted to bring it up. That's a very good headcanon. I'll give you that. It's a very well thought out headcanon. Um, it's a logical conclusion. I'll give you that. I mean, I don't know how she, in all this time, she was able to clean it up and make it work, but whatever. <laughs> she kills the guy, and then Sin says his skull, which they do show, and it's fucking brutal. Mm -hmm. And the entire time, Roberta has been seeing this uh, one ghostly figure, who we later find out is a Japanese bit electrician, I think it was. It was the electrician or technician. I thought that was the head of the household that died. No, he says that uh, he was a Japanese electrician who she who she killed while on a mission and kind of felt uh, bad about because he was just a civilian. Okay. But he he keeps uh, appearing to her as a ghost and is a uh, well Garcia. <laughs> tells her to stop her fucking sensei of the dude's skull and then kind of falls into a shock in field position. Mm -hmm. And she's feeling really bad. 
Batman's like, oh my god, I didn't want you to see this. And then Ghost Man shows up and is trying and kind of taunts her in a way. Mm-hmm. Or is kind of bringing up, like, if you just stayed at the mansion, this wouldn't have happened. Exactly. And then she convinces herself that it's just the ghost fucking with her and Garcia isn't there. And the best way to prove that is to pull out her pistol and try to shoot it. Because once it hits nothing, it will prove to her that no one is actually there. Yeah, she just mentally convinces herself. And it's a great scene to just um, show how fucking far gone she is. And the only reason he's not dead is because the Americans somehow got to him on time and swooped him up before Verda could kill him. <sighs> yeah. I just, I don't know why I love that it's... scene so much, but it's just this pure moment of insanity. Yeah. And it's darkly funny to me. Yeah. Well, it's darkly funny, but also just fine. It's almost like a Sam Raimi type of horror. Like, it's darkly funny, but it's also fucked up, really. <laughs> it's scary. <laughs> yeah. But there's a good couple of moments, like, well, not reaching to that level, but there's a couple of moments just her batshit craziness mm -hmm. that are so fun to watch. Yeah. She's gone. She is unhinged. She is on drugs and just fueled by nothing but revenge. And it's just glory. It's a glorious. Like when they say Roberta's blood trail, they are not kidding. This is her. She's just gone and unhinged and in just kill mode, like 80% of the time. Yeah, especially the fucking harpoon musket. Oh my god. So she goes to a gun technician in Royanapur and that's kind of how they try help track her down. But like she had, there's a musket at the Lovelace mansion and um, it didn't work anymore, but she went to him and had it um, fixed and all that. So it'd be in working condition. And she just, just, she basically makes a battlefield. She just sticks all these harpoons in the ground. And then just when the soldiers come, she's like, Oh no, what are these? And she's just running around, picking up the harpoons, putting it in the musket, putting gunpowder in it and just firing them at people and impaling them. It's great. <laughs> uh, and and then when she loses her fingers first, uh, I do feel they nerfed her at the end, if that makes sense. What do you mean? Like, she just goes full-on bloodlust when before she was jumping around and dodging like crazy. Now it was just like, I'm going to charge directly at you with my harpoon gun. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, well, she had a strategy at first, but then she got shot in the leg with a sniper rifle and presumably a bunch of bullets shot through her when she was taking down the other two people. So at this point, she was kind of weakened, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just saying that because she seemed to be a lot more tactical beforehand and that it was like, okay, yep, now I'm... I'm going to just charge until everything is dead or I am dead. Yeah. And I mean, there is a strategy to it. She's still like ducking around behind trees and under the grass and all that. But you're right. It's a more aggressive tactic. She's more aggressively hunting them down instead of, you know, staying back and picking them off or whatever. Yeah. And this is just a nitpick. This isn't actually something no. I'm angry no. about. Mm -hmm. But she fucking loses her fingers, like we said earlier. And then just puts a bayonet on there and starts charging at everyone. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. But yeah, uh, that's that's great. Obviously, action's great. Roberta's great. Oh, my God. <laughs> the new intro is really fucking Hell cool. Yeah. I like it, honestly, better than the original. <laughs> I do, too. 
I might have like different imagery for the intro, but the, I do like the song a bit more for some reason. Yeah, because it's a remix of Red Fraction, which is the theme. So yeah, take the original intro song and make it for a Blade nightclub, and yeah. that's what you get. It's basically a Devil May Cry intro, which is why it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. And besides Rock's development, us finding out a bit more uh, about uh, Chang, mm-hmm. uh, Balalaika, I couldn't think of her name for a second, <laughs> Balalaika, and a little bit about Dutch. Yeah. Or you mean uh, Benny? Well, we also found a, out a bit about oh, Dutch, yeah, about him being a, Viet- what, him being with the Vietnam. favor. Yeah. We found out with the favor and we found out he was stationed in Vietnam as well. So. Yeah, and he was a. Uh, he knew the war, the that China Sea so well because he was a uh, boat in Vietnam. Yeah, so we found out a bit more about Dutch's backstory. So, which is always good. So, yeah, it's nice to know a bit more about Dutchy boy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but probably uh, the best character moment also comes a bit at the end when Revy. Well, it would be the best. If they let it play out. Because mm-hmm. after Revy's little uh, temper tantrum in the hull of the boat, she comes out to yell at Rock because he's clearly gone out of the top, the twilight and into the dark. Yeah, she's like, I don't even fucking know who you are anymore. Yeah, and there is this kind of great, like it's building to an argument, sort of like uh, calm down two men. Mm-hmm. But then it just cuts away, and then they're fine with each other again. It's just like, okay. Yeah, they don't really follow through with it, and if they if they would have followed through with it, it would have been great, honestly. <laughs> it's just a missed opportunity. Yeah, it's a bit of wasted potential there, if mm. we're being honest. Is there anything else we have for this arc? I don't know, because, just again, just besides the really glaring faults with the character moments, the rest of it's great, honestly. Music's still great, action's still great, just, yeah, I don't know. I think that's about it. The action's great. Um, the American characters, they, they do do some corny shit to try and get you to like them instantly. What do you mean? Where it's like, oh, he has two kids. Hey, kid, we're going <laughs> to give you a candy bar. Oh, uh, yeah. They, they save Garcia from uh, Roberta. Roberta, and then they're trying to be like, oh, we're going to help this kid out, but... You know, Garcia's a bit <laughs> bad because they're the ones who killed his dad. Yeah, understandably <clears throat> so. And like you said, like the look on his in his eyes, it's just like, well, they're you're, you guys are nothing but bodies now. <laughs> you're all gonna yeah, it's die. Like, oh, I'm with the American soldiers. Roberta is looking for the soldiers, <laughs> and now they have me. Oh no! Oh no! Oh. Uh, and then they try to do this weird, like. Um, comparison with like day of the dead or something it's it's really strange and forced honestly <laughs> I, it's because it's the uh, Ro- Amper they've referred to multiple times yeah, as the, the walking dead, dead yeah <laughs> and it's like oh you're nothing like those skeletons in the day of the dead or something and they say something else like oh the dance of death or something and i'm just like it's come on we didn't well need- all of them know the dance of death because they're assassins yeah. and mercenaries i get that but it's just like, we didn't need that. That was already, again, done in the series and much better. <laughs> well, they say it earlier, but then they say it's, uh, you're thinking of the second time after yeah. the hallway kill, right? Yeah, 
I think so. Yeah, when when like they actually flash to a skeleton or something. When uh, mini yeah, that moment was a bit too cheap. Oh, that's also a thing to hate. Uh, yeah, again, they try to they try to have the U boat talk with uh, Mini Maid, mm-hmm. but it it goes too quickly, and we've done this before. Yeah, again, yeah, that's the thing is we always have hated that scene. But like on in retrospect and, and rewatching it and actually thinking about it, it's gotten worse. <laughs> yeah, the, just any point with Min. If we could cut out Mini Maid, mm-hmm. this arc would be a lot better. Yeah, like she has a cool action scene at the beginning, but like that's about it. <laughs> so the few things I like about Mini Maid is that's a really rad action scene. <laughs> It is, and also probably one of the most painful nut shots in uh, anime history. Straight up, like it's kind of like I, if any of my fellow James Bond fan fans out there have seen from Russia with Love with the shoe with the uh, um, the blade that comes out of it, she has that except on her heel, and she just like uh, fucking blade comes out, backpedals it, and stabs the dude right through the fucking nuts. Yeah, uh, she because ra- she's picked up by one of the Colombians, she raises her foot above her head and then slams it back in up between his legs. Uh, man, I guess the creators of the show just really fucking hate Colombians, man. <laughs> dude, like, fuck Colombians, <laughs> They always get, like, they, theirs is the gang that's always wiped out and they always get the most painful deaths. <laughs> well... Well, I guess they didn't want to go with Mexican cartel. Yeah. They, and they didn't want to do, you know, the the generic mob. Mm-hmm. So they're like, ah, oh, Colombians. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah, besides that, the rest of the arc's great. And, yeah, I'd say that's about it. Except there's a bit more Black Lagoon we could talk about. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so um Hard cut to the intro. <laughs> the Omake So other shows have done this too, where they've made there's a thing in anime, if you don't know, where like they make like kind of mini joke episodes, which are referred to as Omake. I forget exactly what other shows, because I know I watched at least one other show that had an Omake. But Black Lagoon, or sometimes it's the short between uh, the yeah. credits and the two and next time on blank. Like, Tokyo Ghoul had that, I know, but yeah, Tokyo Ghoul had stuff like that. <laughs> but yeah, it's called an Omake. It's just a short or non- Omake. I'm, yeah, or I'm omake. sure we're saying it wrong. But it, it's basically just a short uh, mini episode that's like almost always played for comedy. That's non-canon. And these were in the manga. They're usually at the end thicker volumes Mm -hmm. and these are just stupid but funny (laughs) yeah like they're more stereotypical like anime stuff and like comedy and stuff like that but they're a bunch of fun to watch if i'm being honest it's just a fun little thing for after the show where if you know you're in the mood for a little more like jokey thing you know just just watch these they're funny (laughs) yeah they're pretty simple um my my personal two favorites are the gender bent one and the uh, magic girl magical episodes. Mar- yeah, magical Revy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, my Twitter, the banner I have is 
the final shot of episode <laughs> seven of the Omake, where Revy and Balalaika are trying to start a mariachi band. Yeah, because I guess the... I'm uh, not leaving out any context there, no, by the way. Because the Washing Machine Clan is trying to start, like, this talent show thing where they're going to put on a show. And I guess Revy and uh, Balalaika are like, hey, we're going to start a mariachi band. Want to join? And he's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> the rock says no that's it that's, that's it. the joke but There's i the... love that shot it's... because of how disappointed revy looks it's so funny yeah it's so well done <laughs> uh the gender bent one is just <laughs> it's done in a funny way yeah it's 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 very japan comedy like sexual comedy and it's pretty damn funny <laughs> There isn't actually much to cover here. These are no. just funny little shorts. They're free on YouTube. Yeah. They were never dubbed, and you can actually hear how terrible Dutch's oh, Japanese voice yeah. is. Because uh, <laughs> Revy's, we never cared for Revy's, but it's not bad. Dutch is just, no. <laughs> Dutch is, Dutch does not look like the voice that would come out of that man. No, they, for the dub, they, they absolutely did the right thing with getting like an actual cool ass motherfucker to voice fucking Dutch. <laughs> oh, there was one thing actually I want to mention about, uh, Roberta's blood trail. Okay. And this isn't a super negative. This just, this is just kind of a sort of sigh. <laughs> okay. There's, a pointless amount of nudity when it comes to Roberta and Revy at yeah. the beginning. It's a lot more fan service-y kind of for no reason. Yeah, it's like, here's Revy naked in the shower. It's like, why? What's the point? I mean, I know in the manga, she's a lot more heavily sexualized, but the anime really cut back on that a lot. And for some reason, no, just here, here's she, her naked in the shower with just a towel over her. <laughs> Like, I'm not against it. I don't mind characters being sexualized, male or female. It's just when it's done so shamelessly and not as a joke, I'm, I kind of roll my eyes. Yeah. It, it, yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, it's like not, here's a shower scene. Yeah, and okay. like you said, it's not a huge detriment. There's only two examples of it, but it's still kind of just out of place and awkward. <laughs> It's not a place in awkward, especially when this arc gets a bit darker, too, so. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so anything else? None that I can think of. Yeah, that was my, <laughs> for me at least, that's my number one still Black Lagoon. It's your what? It's my favorite anime, just number one. It's hard for me. For me, it gra- <sighs> Top three, I'd absolutely say, are Bebop, Black Lagoon, and Trigun. But it kind of just gravitates for me sometimes between Bebop and Black Lagoon. It, it, it's hard to say, honestly. <laughs> Those are two fair decisions. Uh, in case anyone's wondering, my top three goes Fooly Cooly, Cowboy Bebop, and then Black Lagoon. Nice. Uh, Fooly Cooly also covers Fooly Cooly Progressive, and the third season never happened. Uh, you haven't even seen it. <laughs> I haven't, but I don't want to. Yeah. We've heard from your brother and other people that it's not as good, right? It's just jokes, and that's not what Fooly Cooly no. is about, in my opinion. Fooly Cooly But about, that will be yeah. another time whenever we talk about Fooly Cooly fight. Yep. Yeah. yeah, so... So now... <laughs> 
It's time to spin the wheel, right? Nope. We, Cameron, we we've spent so many episodes not spinning the wheel. Yeah, but we uh, got to spin the wheel now, we're, right? Uh, we're going to Hannibal season two, buddy. <laughs> but, but that's not that's not spinning a wheel. We spin the wheel after Hannibal season two to see the in between, which was why we're doing this time. But I haven't spun the I, wheel in I, months. I know you spun the wheel for fun, but I I, I know we have enough for the show. Yeah. We have to do it after we watch Hannibal season two. But that's like four more episodes from now. <laughs> Is it four? Oh yeah, it would be. Well, yeah, because it would go Hannibal. Yeah. Well, movie Hannibal season two, movie Hannibal season two. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. <gasps> Thank you so much for watching this episode of Cinema Roulette. If you want to follow our hosts, Justin is at JK Pancake on Twitter, and Cameron is at Cameron Picks Inc. on Twitter. You can watch the video version of the podcast. Sometimes you actually get to see our host faces at CamCam Cam on YouTube, or just look up Cinema Roulette Podcast. Thank you so much to Teller's Place for their artwork that we use mainly in the YouTube version and you can kind of see on the podcast version. If you enjoyed the show, please consider either subscribing to it or rating us on whatever podcast app you use. That would be cool of you.